This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast for your author success with the Author You, your guide to book publishing show. And as you listen, you will get a variety of ahas, insights, tips, and how-tos for your author and publishing and book marketing success, which is what we're really going to be focusing on today. And as always, I will leave with a, um, uh, a quote from my book, Snappy Sassy Salty Success for Authors and Writers, that has over 400 of my quotes. So if you want some little juice or inspiration, I'm going to encourage you to get the book. It's an audio, it's an ebook, it's in print, um, and grab a copy um, and, and just, you know, randomly open it up and you'll see anywhere from one to five quotes on a two-page spread as we go along. Today's quote, is the author's first job is to write a great book. The second one is to market it. There is no third, which is perfect for what we're doing today. With me back again is my friend, my colleague, um, Brian Judd. He is an author himself. He's a book marketing consultant. He's a speaker, a seminar leader, and he's president of the Premium Book Company. Brian's also the executive director of the Association of Publishers for Special Sales. So, with that, Brian is the author of Beyond the Bookstore, How to Make Real Money Selling Books Without Worrying About Returns. And frankly, that excites me a lot. He's also written and published five titles on career transitions and distributed internationally. And he is the author of eight books, the proven text for publishing success, and the contributing editor to a variety of monthly newsletters. So he's doing it um, and very involved with everything. Author Ben is also hosted a television show, The Book Authority, that has aired for over 13 years. With that said, we are talking about selling beyond the bookstore and bookstores are fine but they are not the only place to be so brian welcome back to the show thank you Judith. it's a pleasure to be back here i know it's a great way to roll in 2023 in this quarter as we kick this off so you know why don't we kind of you know i'm special sales is really one of the things that that since i have known you you have talked about and that got my attention and I, you know, have had the pleasure of having one of those special sales deals without knowing it was called a special sales. So with, with that said, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's define what special sales are. And I think there's probably, as in everything, like in the book business, there's subdivisions of it. Would that be safe to say? Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Two, two okay. All right, let's jump into them. Okay, good. The, uh, the, the, the basic definition of it is selling books outside of bookstores. That's the non-bookstore marketing. And mm-hmm. But there are these, these two subdivisions, as you said, Judith. One is retail. One is non-retail. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, retail, uh, depending on your target market, would be uh, airport stores or supermarkets or discount stores or gift shops or specialty stores. Uh, the non-retail could be corporations or associations and, and schools and military. And the biggest difference is that retail is set up just as, as you would through a uh, through a bookstore, where you have a distributor or a wholesaler that takes your books to the the airport store or the supermarket. 
And uh, so that's that's the place most authors start off because it's they're most used to that, or most publishers. And then the non-retail is where you call directly on these corporations. And typically, the retail in general is you can think retail returnable, and non-retail uh, non-returnable. So corporations, the will, uh, associations will buy in large quantities. They'll buy five, ten. We've had sales up to fifty thousand books, all non-returnable. And that's a that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, that would be that that would be a heart be still, heart yes. be still. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, I can see when I'm talking to authors about that. I mentioned that non-returnable. I can see their eyes light up, and especially mm-hmm. those who have been in around for a while, they understand that you can work hard promoting your book and get it on a bookshelf, and then if it's not sold, it's just sent back. So. The retail is generally returnable because if it's an airport store or a discount store, if it doesn't sell, their their objective is uh, profitability in inventory terms. So if a book is not being profitable, those or any product, they'll take it off, send it back, and try something else. So it's it's the uh, the, the benefit of the author to do a lot of promotion for it to help them. Uh, to tell people where they can buy it, other than in, in Amazon. Most authors will get on a TV or radio show and just say go to Amazon, which uh, is not the best place. But if you can tell people to go to uh, the travelers or the traveling public, to go to airport stores or mothers or the uh, family people going to supermarkets, people on tight budgets going to discount stores. So wherever you have your book, you want to direct the people to those. Well, exactly. And, you know, the thing with that is that they don't, a lot of people don't realize that that also the discount stores like a Target, like a Walmart, they have an online bookstore that they can, you can buy off of. And they don't realize it that just by having your book available on this one portal, like if you're on Ingram, for example, the IngramSpark.com, that will lead into that portal. They will That portal will be created automatically. Um, and your sales can happen that way. Of course, you're not going to get full price, and it right. still can't be returnable. But that's another story, right? Sure. Yeah, we can the retail stores if you like to. Yeah. They typically buy uh, the same way through a distributor. But the, the, mm-hmm. the, key, the key of any retail or any, any sale in general is to understand your target target market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a business person. Well, then you want to be in airport stores and not discount stores or supermarkets. If you know it's a a family, uh, a twenty to twenty five year old uh, family, parents, then you want to be in supermarkets or in the discount stores. If it's an upper income area, uh, then maybe you want to be in in uh, cruise ships or uh, Nordstroms. If it so, the more that you can define your target reader the more likely you are to have your book in the right place where they congregate. So if you're selling a, a book on how to uh, uh, plan a retirement, then probably Walmart is not the place to be. But if you have a book on how to, uh, you know, discounting for a family, uh, for uh, groceries or for a school, back to school, then it could be the place. So they're really a good starting point to any kind of marketing and special sales particularly is to understand your target, your target reader. And I think there's another factor, too, because you've mentioned it three times that I picked up. You've mentioned the airport bookstores. They are so specialized. And there's only a couple of resources that I know of you go, you channel through. But also there's a hefty price with them. Oh, yeah, they have the pay to play. It's a pay to play. Yeah. And everyone needs to understand that. Yeah. Because I, I've heard so many say, oh, yeah, my book would be ideal. You know, people traveling through the bookstore, the, the airport whizzing and da, 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 get in. I get that totally. I get that totally. But there is a pay to play. And if, and if people are not buying the book, it's over very quickly. And it's also you could be spending thousands of dollars to get in these stores. I'm just. Oh yeah. I think I think we need to put that on the table really quickly, Brian. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. But there is a way around that too. That oh, is going okay. to the uh, Hudson's, uh, the, the major bookstores. Yes. Go to the airport's uh, website and look at what what stores they have on their on the concourses. 
We sold some, there's a wine uh, store, a, a wine uh, a store that specialized in different kinds of wines. It was I think at Minneapolis Airport, and we got them to sell a wine book, a book on on uh, how to drink wine or how to buy wine. Perfect. That, and, that's a perfect. Uh, actually, that's a better venue than a bookstore oh, where it's lost in thousands of books. <laughs> yeah, that's it. and they'll buy directly. So a lot of times they'll buy non-returnable. We had a book mm-hmm. that, uh, on how to pack luggage that uh, he was uh, on the concourse as a store selling luggage. And he bought, every time you opened up one of their uh, the, the luggage ba- bags to, to take a look at, there was a free book in there about how to pack luggage. So if you buy this, this bag, you get a free book with it. So that's, that's if you get around the, the pay to play that way, which is, uh, I, I was trying to, try to find the, the, the most economical way to get books in. And when they, when they buy books as a, uh, as a premium like that, those are typically non-returnable. Because mm-hmm. in many cases, what we've done in the past also, we, we would uh, heat stamp or we would actually print the store logo on the cover. And so mm-hmm. obviously they're non-returnable the more, they, more you customize it. So there mm-hmm. are ways around it. But it's good to know that if you go through a Hudson or you could pay $2,500 a month just to have mm-hmm. your book on display. Mm-hmm. And then they're mm-hmm. not until they come back. So, But uh, mm-hmm. that's why I try to get around that. Because you reach the same, the same um, business traveler or the same people on vacation, but you just do it without the having to worry about uh, paying to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Brian, we're coming up close to our first um, break here, and I just all our listeners the expect you better have your paper and pencil out because we're going to start giving you a bunch of stuff. Brian always has a lot of detailed. Um, it's what I would call meaty <laughs> information on what to do and he's used a word already in which is one I'm very familiar with and I want to when we come back let's kiss on it a little bit besides getting into these other variables here the definitions but the um, premium market is the market I know about where they do come in and they buy a bulk as part of a package deal Uh, and that's how I sold you know at least a quarter of a million books that way just by that that premium specialty and that was like at full price Full payment, no refunds. It was the kiss for an author. We'll be right back. It's author your guidance. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All 
my witness is Brian Judd. He is the author, I'm just going to say, of a gazillion books. One of mine was always selling, favorite was selling beyond the bookstore, which is really what we're talking about. The premium market, association market, the corporate market, the uh, where your target market hangs out market. That's what we're talking about. How do you find them? Where do you get there? What do you do about it? And Brian, we, we just kissed off, uh, kissed off, kissed on. <laughs> we can kiss off too. Uh, kissed on the the premium market and what that really means on that. And then, of course, you're talking about, you know, these different definitions of special sales and premium is certainly a big one. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of ways in which corporations use books. And certainly, premium, the, the idea of a, a premium is something that is, is earned, where like something has an ad specialty is something that's given away a gift with purchase. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but a, a a premium would be something that would be the gift with purchase, where you buy something, and uh, you get that um, the book along with it. So we we had uh, a corporate. We one corporation, for example, um, wanted to uh, they want to improve their uh, their health, the, the, the employees' health, the employees' attitude towards health, mm-hmm. and they wanted to in, uh, decrease absenteeism. They want to increase productivity, and they had ten thousand employees. So we set up a continuity program where at month one the corporation. Uh, we had a book on walking, so the company uh, sent this book out. We had a tip-in page with a message from the president and it sent it out to each of the employees, those 10,000 books right there. And month two, we, we had the uh, uh, sent each of these employees a pedometer. Month three, a journal to keep track of their exercise. So we had that continuity program set up with the corporation. Their, their objective was, was trying to reduce health care costs and so forth, as I mentioned. So we, they also hired the author of the walking book to go fly around the country to talk to all their different locations about how to have a healthy lifestyle. So the, the key thing there is that they weren't looking to buy books. They were, they, there's other objectives. They're using the book as a tool to reach their objectives. So the thing you need to find out, what does the corporation want to accomplish? And how can you use your content to help them do that? So that's what the, the, that was a, a nice premium uh, uh, an example of, of how a premium can be set up, premium order. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Brian, that's how I actually started my publishing company, where I had a corporation who I was doing a speech for ask me if I could get, ask my publisher if I could get a discount for a few books. And I had just taken back the rights to the book. Yeah. And, and, I, and there were 60 books that I thought, well, few is 60 or less. And they wanted a thousand, and that's what propelled me into truly learning the business of publishing. Yeah, that's a good way to learn. That's kind of a, kind of a <laughs> <laughs> right. yes. Can always do that. We had a uh, one a pharmaceutical company whose they had a book on. Uh, well, they they wanted to have a, a premium to give to their the people who are using their products. And so we had a book on how to eat well through cancer, and their products were about uh, were chemotherapy, radiation therapy. So they bought 50,000 of these books to give to the doctors using their products who gave to the patients going through chemo so they would have recipes on how to be more nutritious, eat nutritiously while on chemotherapy. So that's an example. There was 50,000 books. The, the, the initial order was 50,000 books, and then they, they ordered others uh, in, in further on. But it's something that's an example of how if you have a book and just on how to eat well through cancer, how you can find these opportunities through the corporate buyers who will purchase in large non-returnable quantities. And it's just a, so the, the thing is, again, you're not selling your book, you're selling your content, how your content can help that corporation reach their goals. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, well, a lot of corporations, particularly in the last uh, holiday period, will uh, use a book as a, as a gift not not with purchase, but a gift to their um, their employees or to their good customers. This could be fiction, could be nonfiction, and we've sold books with a uh, leather binding. Uh, we've also mm-hmm. sold books that has the the concept of product placement. Mm-hmm. This could be um, fiction or nonfiction, where their uh, their brand name is substituted for a generic name. 
So it could be for ketchup in a, in a cookbook that you instead of put, adding ketchup to the recipe, you add Heinz ketchup to it. And so you get, they get the corporation to get that their name in there. It's a way of advertising. So it's a great uh, tool for them to get some more exposure, but also to get more sales, which is their objective. They're not trying mm-hmm. to sell your book, but they want to get more sales. So the more Absolutely. you show them how to do that, then, then that, that's, that's their key. And, and if they're going to do a special, like you, you could do a, offer to do a special run in like the VP of marketing or the CEO of the company or the association, the ED of the association could literally write a welcoming note to the reader or something. Uh-huh. I mean, you could charge for having that done. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, there are ways. There's also the concept of a self-liquidation, a self-liquidator. If you have an expensive coffee table book that you could, uh, a corporation would say if you buy, or the retailer or the, the company would say if you buy uh, X of these items, then you get a free coffee, get a coffee table book with it for $8. It's a $49.95 or $99.95 coffee table book, but you get it for a little bit, this $8, $10. That, what that does, it covers their cost. So it's that, that whatever their acquisition cost is for that book, they sell it at that price. But the uh, the recipient thinks they're getting a great deal if they're getting a forty nine ninety nine uh, coffee table book for eight dollars. Mm-hmm. So and they that, and they that, love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, so people that have an expensive book think that 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 the corporations won't buy it. If they're going to buy fifty thousand books, obviously they want a a, a paper bound soft cover book. It's less expensive, but if some some companies are trying to impress their their comp, their customers, then they'll have that leather bound book, or they'll have an expensive coffee table book. Mm-hmm. So it's, it never mm-hmm. never uh, discount the uh, the opportunity by thinking that why have an expensive book and they're not going to buy it. Also, look at other areas of the corporations, not just the marketing department trying to introduce a product or maybe looking for a an item at a, at a trade show, for example, to give away. But HR is another area for the, the entering the, the corporate world that they're looking for books on, on productivity, books on uh, uh, DEI, the diversity and equity and inclusion. They're looking for, for speakers. They're looking for people to come in and, and conduct workshops for their employees, particularly now that, that there are a lot of remote employees, that they're bringing people in to do Zoom or Zoom meetings to, to get to the remote people on a regular basis. So they can hire people as a, authors as a spokesperson, uh, and do that. With, again, looking at your, uh, you can expand your opportunities if you look at what you're selling is not just your book. You're selling your, your your content, but it could be in the form of a book. It could be in the form of a workshop. It could be in the form of a of a seminar. It could be in the form of a uh, of a, of a keynote speech. So the more that you can look at the needs of the of the buyer and and what and for what form do they want your content? You can be the uh, be hired as the uh, the spokesman for the uh, spokesperson for the organization. So there are lots of then what we set up programs for a, a company will hire a an author to come in and speak, and then they'll use your book, the uh, author's book, as a early bird special. For example, that if, if you sign up two months in advance, you get a free copy of the, this book of the speaker's book uh, for free. So their objective is obviously to get more people signed up more quickly, and if they can offer the book as a uh, incentive to do that, then you, if not, you can also sell the book at the back of the room, which I, I know that you, as far as I know, you have the record of, of back of the room sales, $15,000 or something in one night. But it's, in, uh, in, in five hours. Yeah. Remember, it's just <laughs> incredible that you, the record you set uh, doing that. But that's a, uh, it's a wonderful way to get paid for the speaking event and get paid for the book sale. So you can double that. And then you get once you mm-hmm. have that under your belt, you go to other corporations and say, you know, here's what I did for these people. Here's what I can do for you. So that's the, the corporate exactly. sales. Are, there are a lot of these ways to get in with it. With, could be with marketing. It could be with, with HR. It could be with, with the publicity yeah. department. But just find the right entry for your product. If you can demonstrate that you're a magnet, you and your book are a magnet that can complement a, a vendor's, any vendor's product, a merchant's okay. product, a store's product, it, it can become a gold mine for you. Oh, sure. So it's so about that. There's no very little competition because all the other authors are trying to get on the shelf in bookstores. 
they're not out there. I, I, I know, I right. know, I know, I know. That is, it's just, it's just, and I've I've come to the conclusion, Brian, that that is the ego talking. Oh yeah, that's the ego talking, not recognizing that they have to do the work to drive people to the bookstore. And that's what they often do not want to um, know. So let me, I have a couple of questions and we're coming up to our next break. Oh my gosh. So, you know, Brian, you've talked a lot about, you know, selling outside the store, um, uh, bookstores, and I get that 60% of sales are outside the bookstore. That's huge. Has anything changed in the last year with, from the COVID, the pandemic with special sales? Oh yeah, that's that's a great question. Something there's been many changes in the, in the field based on, uh, particularly post COVID. During COVID, the uh, the corporations did not do much promotional law because most of them were closed. They were doing a lot of of uh, work with their their employees. But there are some significant changes that have really uh, made the opportunities much better for mm. the uh, the author. Some really mm-hmm. unexpected things. Think of uh, uh, restaurants, restaurants during COVID were closed except for takeout, but now they're trying to get more people in. So we're doing work with with restaurants. Well, they'll buy. We set up uh, recently a program where they bought 200 children's books, and when people purchased a meal, were sitting down in their restaurant, they could choose which book they wanted donated to the local children's hospital, and the the restaurant just donated the book in their name. So, I love that idea. Yeah, it, it went over very well. So we've used a similar program with other restaurants in, in cities around the country. But that they they'll buy fifty of uh, each or four different children's books or whatever the topic may be. But their objective is is again to bring people in, to get people seated, <laughs> not to do takeout. So the the reward was to get uh, the helping the children. This is back during the uh, the pre Christmas area, so they get the kids got children's books. So the so the idea pitch for a children's author yep. would be to go to their favorite restaurant and donate, bring bring a couple books, give them around, and say, "I'd love to work a deal." My, one of my favorite charities. This is like a, a my my one third one third one third idea um, that I would love to partner with you. That if you uh, if you offer the books to your customers and let them know that they could donate you know, uh, a book to the Children's Hospital or to the Dumb Friends League or whatever it is, whatever the book is connected with, that you would sell them at a discount to them and then they would have them, they would get them to the recipient. I I love that idea, Brian. It worked out real well. This this may surprise you also, Judith, but we found a good market in funeral homes for children. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because they, they want the, the solemnity of the, of the, the casket area. They, they, they don't want the kids running around there. So they have a separate room for kids. And they buy books for the kids. They have other toys there, obviously, but they buy a lot of books. So we go to the, the funeral home associations in a state and get them to buy books, and they can resell them to the funeral homes, the national group. But, uh, mm-hmm. again, if you have a children's book, <laughs> that's a, it's a sales opportunity for you. What That is a great idea. Okay. What else do you have on your palate <laughs> for us to jump on to? You know, so the, the benefits, I guess the benefits are when you have special sales, premium sales, you're usually talking about not five books, not ten books. We're talking about, I mean, we would love the 50000 but let's be realistic. Sure. What would be maybe a, a standard kind of sale to expect? And, and... I think what's really important is what should our listeners do to kind of prepare so they can do the pitch. Okay, that's great. The the, the standard sale, I would say, between five hundred and five thousand. Uh, okay. Probably towards the lower end on a regular basis, but the the key is that once you get a book in, then you can get reorders, or the corporation may. Uh, Hire you for for a work for work for hire type of a project, or hire you mm-hmm. as a spokesperson, and then mm-hmm. the, the 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 order the the revenue from that corporation will build up. But in that in general, we found most of our orders in in that area that the the, the, the fifty thousand book order took almost three years to consummate. So the smaller the order, the usually the less time it takes to to get the order. Mm-hmm. And companies may buy a couple hundred books. We've sold a couple hundred books on a test. They just wanted to do a test market. So that that's something that uh, in in that area, 
But what to do for that, to, to get that, is to understand your content. And there's the, the golden rule of selling. You know, don't do what uh, you want people to do what you was good for you. Do what you want uh, for, for me, you know, what I want. And But I look at the do unto others as you have them do unto you. <laughs> but I look at the, the platinum rule, do, uh, do unto others as they would do unto themselves. So you want to find out what do they want to accomplish? What do they want to... Uh, to do, and then you show them how you can use your content for that uh, that purpose. We had actually an example of that going to a company, and excuse me, and the talking to the buyer, and the buyer said, uh, "Tell me about your book." And most authors will say, "Oh, it's a six by nine, uh, two hundred page book. It's got some beautiful four color photographs in it. Look at these testimonials and all these awards." And you know the best thing about it, it's only fourteen ninety five. If you buy ten thousand of them today, I'll give you fifty percent off. How many do you want? Mm-hmm. And they say, None. yeah, well, yeah, scratch. So, they, so they, the, the way around that, so the buyer would say, tell me about your book. Say, oh, sure, this, but may I ask you a question first? Sure. Have you ever used books as a promotional item before? No, we haven't. Uh, what, what do you use? We use coffee mugs. What do you use coffee mugs for? Well, at trade shows, we give the uh, the Mugs, people come to our exhibit as a thank you for coming here. Well, don't other companies do that too? But you have it. Ours is special, has our logo on it. Uh, do you have to store those? Well, yeah, we between shows, and then you ship them to the shows, right? Yeah. Do you ever have breakage on them? Sure, that's the ceramic thing they break. How many do you normally buy? Oh, we normally buy 5,000 at a time. So now what do you know? You know all this information. You know, one, how they're using the product, that they never used uh, books before that they, they want to have something that will distinguish them at a trade show. You, you know that they have a, a cost for storage, a cost for shipping, and, a, and they have a breakage cost. You know their budget. Coffee mugs are $3 each, and they buy 5000 of them, so they're, they're, your budget's $15,000. So now you talk about how you can uh, have them purchase, like a publisher could say that you can have these different, uh, three different, four different, X, X different number of, of e-books, and when people come to your exhibit, you can give them a, a one-time-use code where they can go to this website and download a, a book for free. They don't have to carry around a mug with them. They, they, there's no storage. There's no shipping. There's no breakage charge. And it's a unique premium. It's a, it's a unique product that nobody else in this whole trade show has. So by just by turning your uh, perspective around, it's not about my book. It's about you and your problems. How can I help you solve your problems if they don't even know that they have? So the idea is that if you, the more that you can look at the uh, the opportunity from the perspective of the buyer and, and how you can get them to uh, purchase your your content to solve their problems, and then that's what you need to do. And you need to, uh, to plan on that. To create a a, a plan on that. Uh, coming up with a uh, a prospect list first of all that you want to find out who these op- potential opportunities are. So it could be corporations, if you have a, a, a book for a particular corporation, then you could do a search on these uh, different types of, of corporations for a, a particular product. If you have a, or a, uh, we have a lot of uh, work with associations. And if your content is applicable to the, the mission of the association, then you go to the, uh, the well, several ways into this. You go to a membership chair. And that person's job is to increase membership. So if they can use your book as a thank you, when people join the association or they renew their membership, they get a free copy of your book as a mm-hmm. thank you. Or mm-hmm. the newsletter editor, you go to the newsletter editor and allow them to excerpt from your book. Uh, and get the what we also, we've done with that, Judith, is we've had people that the newsletter editor will excerpt from our book, but then we set it up so we'll also barter that for an ad in, in a newsletter. So month one, they get a review. Month two, a uh, an excerpt. Month three, an article that the author wrote. And they, if they put it in the bookstore on their website, then they just say, if you like this content, then just go to our website and buy it. And go to the meeting planner and work with that person. If you're a speaker, then you can set up that the speaking arrangement with them where they can hire you as a speaker or barter that for an exhibit at their uh, at their annual meeting. So there are lots of, of entry points there also. So the more that you can find out how your content is applicable to a particular end use, then you search for those people. And once you get the names of the, of the associations, the names of the companies, then you go to their websites. And most associations will have 
a list of their their staff members and their phone numbers, their their pictures, their uh, email addresses, and their their trustees or board of directors. So there's you have the names of people to contact. So instead of sending in an email to you know dear sir or dear madam, you can you send it directly to this uh, this individual. So have that plan in place where you know uh, how people can use your book, who the, some of the, uh, the opportunities are, and then you start making appointments. And one thing I, what I found, Judith, is a great way to reach a lot of people in a particular industry at one time is to go to a trade show. Go to websites like uh, 10 times, the number 10times.com, and that lists all trade shows internationally. So you can find out those, you can sort by geography, you can sort by industry, to find those in your industry that are nearby, and then go to a trade show, and you can reach 30, 50 people in, in, in a couple of days, which I've, I've done that for, for my clients, or for my own books. And just get the exhibitor's manual before you go there, so you have a list of all the exhibitors, what their uh, content is, where they are, and then you create a little map of the of the layout of the of the floor plan, and, and so you can know where you're going each day. And have I, I created a little packet for each of these people? Actually, one thing I did at uh, you may be familiar with this at uh, the old BEAs at uh, Javits Center in New York City. What I did, they have the buses that go around to all the different hotels. Mm-hmm. And they deliver people to Javits Center. And so what I did with the bus driver's permission, every time they dropped off a, a, a busload of people, I put my flyers on all the seats. So when they went back out to the hotels, the people who had nothing else to do on the trip from the hotel to the Javits Center, they said, here's what I, I can offer you, and here's my cell phone number. Give me a call. We can meet today. And I was booked, uh, overbooked <laughs> for, for, for the every BEA that, that just for that uh, – way of getting people to contact me. So uh, if people aren't comfortable with calling people, that's a way of getting around that and having them come to you. Okay, so. hold that thought. All right, hold that thought. We're going to take our final break. We'll be back with Brian Judd and how to be successful selling beyond the bookstore. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, 
If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Brian Judd. He's an author of a gazillion books. He's a book marketing consultant. Um, and he knows this premium market. One of my favorite books when I first met Brian was Beyond the Bookstore, and then he came out with How to Make Real Money Selling Books Without Worrying About Returns, which is something every author wants to know about. Brian, how do people get a hold of you? Well, they can do it through uh, bookmarketing.com, which is my website, or brianjudd mm-hmm. at bookmarketing.com is my email address. Those are All right, there you go. Ways. Right, so Brian Judd is J-U-D, just one D. That's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah. No, actually, you, I, I, do, I, I do have Brian J-U-D-D reserved also, just for that. Good topic. idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a strategy. All right, yeah. so we have we have a you know we have a few minutes here sure. um, to go along, and that you know a lot of times as we've talked about a lot of the examples were nonfiction books. How about fiction books? Is there a good market for nonfiction books besides kiddo books? Uh, <laughs> there is. That uh, typically it was ninety ten nonfiction fiction, uh, but now it's probably maybe sixty forty, in a sense sixty still nonfiction uh, rules. But uh, fiction is really picking up significantly. Uh, that if you're looking at again these opportunities, we had a, a book about uh, uh, whitewater rafting, a fiction book in, in mm-hmm. Idaho. And so it was about about some guys got together every year to uh, do whitewater rafting in, in Idaho. So uh, we went to all the went to the different all the sporting goods stores in in Idaho. Went to all the the kayak manufacturers. You know, buy a kayak in in Idaho. Here's a you get this free book with it. Uh, the raft manufacturers, the people who put on these events for whitewater rafting. If you come to our uh, our website here's a free ebook just for coming to our website. Or if you join, if you sign us up, sign up for our uh, adventure, you get a free copy of this book for it. I went to all the Idaho state parks, the nature centers. Uh, went to the airport stores. Went to went to the rafting clubs. So these are just an example of how you can take fiction and come up with all these new ideas for it. We had uh, a book on. Uh, the cannon train from and in the Revolutionary War, they they brought some cannons from Boston to Fort Ticonderoga, where Washington was, General Washington. So this book was about the 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 trail, the triumph, the, the trail from uh, Boston to uh, Fort Ticonderoga. So we got in all the the national parks in those areas. We went to the hotels and uh, Fort Ticonderoga, and they put them in the hotel rooms. And if you like this book, keep it, and we'll just add it to your bill. And went to well, I think a supermarket for that. We went to these uh, groups that put on reenactments of Revolutionary War battles, and they used the book as a fundraiser. That people came to these reenactments, they could uh, buy the book. They knew it was a fundraiser, so it was a full price uh, for mm-hmm. it. Uh, catalogs that sold these Revolutionary War uh, replicas, and uh, the historical society. So the the uh, the idea that you want to Take the information, uh, who else can benefit from the information in your book? So the uh, different, if you have a book, uh, a, a romance book, for example, that you might go to cruise ships, and they, there's a big market for, for romance books, or even corporate premiums for something like uh, Victoria's Secret, that, uh, that mm-hmm. if they, you, you buy X dollars of lingerie, you get a free romance book with it, and setting up something like that on, on 800 Flowers on Valentine's Day, where you buy... This, if you order this size uh, arrangement, that's fine. Thank you. But if you if you go up a little bit more to this larger arrangement, you get a free romance novel with it on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So we set programs like that up. And All right. So for authors, is it for the DIYers, they've got to find out who the decision maker is in right. each one of the, the people they approach, correct? Right. That's correct. That's not that difficult. You can go to one of their websites, and, and, but just do a uh, a... Google search, marketing manager of Victoria's Secret. Boom, mm-hmm. got, and it, it comes up. And it, it's, uh, it's, we just did that on a search on uh, last uh, couple weeks recently. And 
had a digital marketing manager, a, a store marketing manager, a product marketing manager. Whoa. It, different marketing managers for different product lines. So, it, But it was just a, 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 a target-rich environment that we had all these opportunities for. We had right. a book so, on, on, yeah. sorry, so you have a team of people who are pitching these things? Is that what your the, the premium company does? No, it does. We work through a, a national network of about 60,000 promotional product salespeople. If they're out there selling ah. cameras and watches and coffee mugs and keychains, that we get books to them to sell. And then we put that in a search engine that's accessible by these 60,000 people. So if they put in a search argument, it's populated only with promotional products. So they put the search argument, search term in as a motivation. They may get uh, awards and plaques, and our books on motivation come up. So we then we do a monthly newsletter to them to promote the books in our program. They have quarterly meetings throughout around the country. We exhibit at those, and we get the uh, the people, the sales reps will come to us and say, what do you have for this client? Uh, and then we brainstorm ideas for it. So we, we don't do that. I started out doing that way, Judith, but it just wasn't scalable. So we set it up this way that's much more productive because these sales reps have relationships with the buyers already in place. They've been selling the same coffee mug for, for 60 or 20 years to these same buyers. So they love books because they're customizable. They're relatively inexpensive. It could be the same price as a coffee mug in volume. So it's something that the uh, one of the changes since COVID is the increase in use, the use of books as promotional items because people are seeing more opportunities for it. So it's uh, mm-hmm. the, that's how we get the uh, access to these buyers. So the sales reps know what their buyers need, and we provide them with the content to satisfy those those needs. And then they just they, and then they do the closing of the sale. So that's correct. Yeah, I mean that's their job. They get commissions on them. And that addresses your or whatever. Forward, yeah. you know, I love that uh, you're no longer the CWO. <laughs> the chief oh yes. Yeah. That, oh most yeah. Don't want to, they just want to write. They don't want to do selling. <clears throat> so this this sets it up where some we've said had the uh, where the corporations have had hired the uh, the author to do a work for hire. Because in many, in many cases, if it's a technical type book, all the information is not applicable or not. They don't agree with everything in the book, so they have the author create something different. So it's really mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a, a creative opportunity. It's a customizable opportunity, and something that you can uh, the sky's the limit. That you can brainstorm with these corporations. We've had brainstorming meetings with they, that they say, "Here's our our situation." That uh, we did a program with. Uh, some sales reps, and one sales rep said, my client is Coca-Cola. What do you have for them? And my business partner thought for 30 seconds. He said, uh, Moby Dick. <laughs> we said, what? And he said, well, that, that's, <laughs> Moby, Dick is, Moby Dick is a classic. And so he said, wow, yeah, Coke, Coke classic. Let's, let's put a program together for that. And so it's just something that that this where this creativity comes involved. And this, oh, have, I love that. You have to yeah. think about uh, outside. Uh, I hate that term outside the box, but you have to really be open minded and uh, just think about new opportunities. We had one uh, another rep said, "What do you have? My, my company wants to do, or, or my client wants to do a special promotion on, on Mother's Day. What do you have for that?" And he thought for a minute. He said, uh, "How about the, the Wizard of Oz?" He said, well, we've set this up where people can write a letter to mom. I said, mom, I'm, I'm growing up now. I've, I'm away from the home and, and away from your protection, but I've really done well for myself. And Everything I have in my life is is due to what you did for, for me. And no matter where I am around the world, there's no place like home. So, that's nope. the, so they, they love that concept. So we can set these books oh. up and it, it works. Love it. Yeah, I, I I love it. Okay, so I don't want to leave um, our session today. We've got like two and a half minutes. Can you kiss on government sales? Oh sure. Go to uh, well the different levels of that. Yeah, federal, yeah, uh, state and local. So you, you may want to start out local, but that's the, the probably the best place to start because they're required to return phone calls within twenty twenty four hours. Aha! Uh-huh. The federal government. <laughs> And they also have allocated like thirty percent of the federal government has to go to small businesses. So you can go to fedops dot dot org uh, dot uh, yeah dot dot gov. I'm sorry, and it lists the you can you can put your 
uh, you can search for different your 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 product, your book, whatever the topic may be, and it gives you what how many uh, if the government is buying those now, how many at what price, and and when do they buy? There's a uh, a uh, a time I think in, I think it's September when their their budget is up in, in October first. So September, they're, uh, unfortunately, they're looking for ways to spend money <laughs> and to keep to keep their budget. They don't spend all their budget money; they lose it. So they, they spend well, they a lot do. Of money. Yeah, they do lose it. Yeah. Uh, so what website again? Would you repeat the website again? Uh, FedBizOps. Fed, FedBiz B I Z O P P S dot gov. Or go to okay. the GSA, the, go, uh, the GSA Government Services Administration, the GSA site. Each state has a PTAC, Professional Technical Assistance Center, and just do a search on your state with this for the PTAC, and their job is to help you uh, or show you how to get through all the government red tape and how to sell products to the government. That's probably the best place to start. Just do a, a Google search on, on PTAC for uh, Colorado, and you get the uh, there's probably several of them. Connecticut has one. <laughs> okay, so I want you to repeat that. So for each of PTAC. your states. Yes. So it's TTAC, PTAC? Uh, Professional Technical Assistance Center, P-T-A-C, Professional Technical Assistance Center, P-T-A-C. So just do the search for P-T-A-C, they call it PTAC, for your state. And California probably has 10, Colorado probably has five. uh, Mm -hmm. Find the ones closest to you, set up an appointment, and go go talk to them. You, you know what? I think that may be one of the most important things you can do, what you just said here. Set up an appointment and get face-to-face. Oh, exactly but, right. yeah. yeah, but this is not when you tell them your book's six by nine, it's da 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 It's always going back to what will it do for them and for their readers or their resources. What's the pain point you're going to solve? And, exactly you know, right. and, and with that, Brian, I have to thank you for with me today. We have to do it again for sure. I have lots more we can talk about. All right. All right. Everyone, have a great week. We'll see you next week on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Thank you, Judith. for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryan.